0: In regards to my opinion on the hosts of 9,000 I believe they are trying to achieve a better future for our world They are the future of mankind We should respect them and look up to them I like the BBC I like documenter filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself. of mankind. I can't get them out of my head. I like the BBC.
1: I like documentary filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I can't get you out of my head. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed
2: to repeat itself. I am scared of boxy content.
0: Welcome to 9,000 plus BBC presents, 9,000 plus BBC.
1: Welcome to BBC Buddies presents. BBC Buddies presents BBC. Can't get you out of my head. Episode 3, Money Changes Everything. Brought to you by me Josh Tyson he Mark Peacock Brush hello of Natch formerly Natch now N9K Project Studios based out of Denver Colorado digging out of a heavy snowstorm here right now a lot of broken branches that was my morning yep you drove around i'm guessing at least oh. four on the way here
3: oh i did drive around several but i had to deal with them in my own yard one on hanging on the cable line tragic Red Twist took care of that one.
1: (laughs) You sent her out to do that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, luckily, we don't need cable wires to watch Can't Get You Out of My Head, although we might need some sort of internet savvy to make it all the way to episode six. Breaking news, episodes five and six of Can't Get You Out of My Head have been pulled from YouTube over music licensing issues, I believe. We believe. We don't know for sure. We are looking into it presently. Mark is on the Reddit board right now. Mark, what are you seeing? Well, I'm not on the Reddit board. I'm on YouTube. What's some of the scuttlebutt here, kid? <laughs> What's some of the scuttlebutt here, kid? I see. Can't get you out of my head. I thought we were on this developing story, Mark. I don't oh, know yeah, we... we are. Yeah, see, Dogface Riley seems to be posting them. Dogface Riley? I
3: think you got to go after Dogface Riley, because he's got them on there, five and six.
1: My guess is it wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, oh, I
3: forgot six is a doubleheader. It's two hours long.
1: Whew. Though I certainly can't recommend breaking internet law, Mark. But what if you were to use a site like YouTube to MP4? Maybe download some hard copies of 5 and 6 for you're, archival purposes. You're telling people to get on that right now? I'm not telling people anything. I'm telling people that money changes everything.
3: As mm, this looks like the real thing.
1: Dogface Riley. Dogface Riley.
3: 260 subscribers. So, Mark. But many thousands of views on these. Does he have Let's see if he has all six. Of course he's got all six. Dogface... And he's got some other... What are, What are these weird ones?
1: Are they dog face videos? Like where he's swapping his face with a dog face? That's a five
3: second clip he loaded.
1: Good. All right. I thought you'd want to know that. Mark, I know you are coming here with hot heels fresh off of viewing episode three. No, cold heels. You have hot heels. Cold heels. I've got hot heels. I've got a brimming reporter's notebook. I guess you begin at the beginning, Mark. This episode opens. That's the way we do it. That's what this show is all about, Josh. Taking listeners through our journey with Adam Curtis. Because it is a journey. I feel like, the and you know, I've watched these episodes a couple times now. Some of them like three or four times in pieces. As you know, I...
3: You like to drift Uh, in
1: and out of dream states I do, although for this show Because now I'm in reporter mode Ow I've got my reporter's notebook I will watch them and I do yoga And then I'm constantly I'll just take a frog Actually, I'll take a healthy squat And jot down (laughs) notes On things that I'm discovering Things that I want to bring up to you (laughs) Because Are you okay? (laughs) What's happening here? You just take a squat and then like just sort
3: of <laughs> jut things down next like to your a balls. Frog, you know this yeah. squat.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I've got my notebook on the. Uh,
3: well, I thought you had it on the ground under your ass. The
1: divan, and so I just write on that. Okay. Good. Ooh, this is comfortable though. This opens up the lower back, Uh-oh. so you can even kind of drive your elbows <laughs> in. Hang your- on
3: for <laughs> episode one sixty-five with some emergency breath work, featuring that weird dude
1: you sent to me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we need to get back to business, Mark. Yeah,
3: okay. Let's do this. Show opens, Josh, with one of the m- most harrowing bits of footage.
1: Agreed. Can you believe uh, who? I've never seen that footage. How did he find that footage? I have not seen that footage. It is cell phone footage of a woman just driving through the Malibu fires. Through the Malibu fires, and she barely makes it. Barely makes it. I mean, she's driving through
3: <clears throat> through <laughs> fires at some point. At some points. As it's crossing the road, it's coming up to the road, and she's, like, just going through it, going like, oh, my God, oh, my God.
1: If you listen carefully, you could actually hear that audio uh, on the intro to, the, to this episode. Oh, good. In between the two robotic MCs.
3: Uh, no, I forgot about the text that the, in the robot voice. That's HPTF3.
1: GPT3.
3: And that is what was spontaneously generated when you put
1: something in, or you told it to say those things it's a large language model they've fed it with basically the whole internet yeah put in i think some filters to make sure it doesn't spew racist bile because that's what happens if you feed it feed a language model the whole internet you know true it represents it in equal measure so yeah you can pose any question you want to it and see what kind of answer it gins up And that's the answer it ginned up well, you want to revisit this? I asked, it about 9,000, about our podcast. It told me that the hosts were like Ross and Jeff or something. <laughs> and then I got into an argument with it. And then I said, well, what do you think about the hosts of 9,000? And so that uh, people should respect us and look up, uh, look up to us. And we're trying to make a better future for mankind. Okay. Which I buy into.
3: I, th- I agree with that. When I think about you, Ross, I think you're trying to make a better future for mankind.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Um, so this episode, I feel like, you know, money is the catalyst, but what it's really about is what happens when a catalyst takes hold. There's a vast system. Here's
3: a question. When we are both fully vaccinated, are we going to keep wearing these masks? I don't think we need to
1: once we're two weeks out. That's what old Fauci. And you're there. I'm there. I'm two weeks out from my second shot. Unbelievable. I am resting comfortably. In the Fouch Pouch. <laughs> can, can you make a t-shirt? Resting comfortably Everybody in the Everybody who's
3: pouch? fully vaccinated.
1: Or how about just hoodies? What? Oh, no. What? You just gave me some echo. No, I didn't. How about some hoodies? Yeah. Ooh, there is a bit of echo. On me. It's exciting. No, it's on me. Well, then it's on both of us. What about hoodies? Uh, with the kangaroo pow- pouch, you just put Fouch Pouch. Or just push, put a big blow up his, of his of his face. You could mix metaphors. You could have uh, Bernie's uh, mittens screen printed kind of on the... What about just two mittens on the back?
3: Just like this? The Fouch Pouch. Fouch, just a big stretch of his face on the pouch. And then real tiny print. Resting comfortably in the Fouch Pouch.
1: Wow, that's a winning design.
3: That's a vaccine hoodie right there.
1: What I was trying to say, Mark, is uh, money is the catalyst.
3: You're not going to pause. I'm in this episode, Josh. I, we got the Malibu fires. We're talking about the complexity of climate change. The, we got the, the fourth decimal point on computer models, the early climate models.
1: Oh, well, here we go. You causing ju-
3: dr- dramatic shifts in outcome. We can jump right into that quote. It's unstable. Quit. you got the changeability of a butterfly's wings. Can... In
2: 1961, a scientist called Edward Lorenz made a mistake which revealed something that astonished him. Lorenz had built his own computer model of the world's climate. Then one day, he ran a program that he had run many times before but missed out one tiny piece of data. Ugh. A change at the fourth decimal point. 30 days, everything went as before. My reporter's notebook delivers. But then suddenly...
1: This is in my reporter's notebook as well. ...weather
2: conditions never seen before on the planet. Other scientists said that his model was at fault. But Lorenz ran it again and again with tiny variations. And each time, it led to different, often very strange, futures. He began to wonder... Whether the world's climate was not the stable, self-correcting system that other scientists believed. That it was unstable. And that one tiny change, somewhere in the world, could tip the whole system from one state into another.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Money is the catalyst, right, Mark? You got... The way it, that it changes all these systems, the chief among them being the weather system, right? It's all about how the way money kill, or d- kills everything, kills these systems, oh, okay. you know, via... Deep. ...oil.
4: What <laughs> 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 is... That's disgusting. Keep going. <laughs> money...
3: Money changes everything. It just kills everything via oil.
1: <laughs> well, it sounded better in my head. But the point being, what captivates me about this little clip about the climate, right? Uh, you're bringing it to money. You're remembering the title. I have not even that money yet. But go ahead. Yeah. I've said it like four or five times. Uh, yes, you have. So one little change <sighs> can hurl the world into a different state of existence. One penny could cause a global global Catastrophe? Kick top. All right. Well, so the... the, I just had a Pfizer stroke. The climate is a gigantic system. Yes. So complex. More complex, this episode says. It's like the only thing more complex than the chain reaction that sets off a nuclear explosion is our our weather system. This
3: is the problem I'm having with systems theory and whether it's... Systems theory? Climate or... Are we in a
1: classroom at Davis? Davis? You see Davis...
3: That's more of a Williams topic. Oh, is it?
1: Okay.
3: Um, will you we ever took know systems
1: theory or something? <laughs> didn't you?
3: No, I didn't discover systems theory until New Hope. Oh, through uh, Charge Kingsbury. Okay. I don't know. I wonder if we'll ever decode the system. Is climate a system that we can figure out, or can we get like about ninety percent of it,
1: and then the rest is magic and unpredictability and chaos? Probably a lot of chaos in there. I would think there's a lot of chaos in there. My only through line here, Mark, is that that, that is the most complex system we're dealing with. But then this, this episode kind of introduces a lot of other systems, political systems, cultural systems. This, uh, this and then whole, all these different ways that money is acting as a catalyst to disrupt them. Too.
3: Well, I'm glad you're grounding it, to the, bringing it back to that title. I haven't thought that through as much. But the, I
1: will say as yeah, this, deep, Mark. It is deep. very deep because it's via oil. <laughs> Via oil, the yeah. oil's a problem, man. A bigger problem than coal, it turns out. Much more intricate power structure set up around oil. Much more influential.
3: I wonder—is this the episode where we're globally? Gonna... I think we are going to go to the golf course built in the desert. We go there. I don't think we have a clip of that. That's
1: all right. We can talk about it when we get to it. But you can paint a picture. Not yet. I'm saying I believe in you. Let's move on. As a storyteller. Let's move on. Josh, well, we've introduced a whole new... This guy
3: knows how to tick the boxes. He does. We need to talk about the financial elites, the political elites, the climate, oil... What no, else t- is it? What's another big one?
1: Well, there's Richard Nixon. Uh,
3: Psychology. Yeah, but what's Richard Nixon do? He, the internet and social media. All of these forces are at play in the mind palace of let me, Adam
1: Curtis. Let me try and quiz you. What Richard Nixon kind of sets things off though? How does he do that? Do you remember the silent majority? Well, but he doesn't. He he. Give me a hint. What are you talking about? Untangles the global economy. Oh, the d- d- dollar. D- 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 was that was that
3: episode two?
1: No, that's in this episode. Okay, see, it's all blurring for me. Check the reporter's notebook. I'm going to check
3: my reporter's notebook. I will say this: that as the as the uh, I think it's this might be a comment coming for episode four. Episode one, magic. Two, powerful. Three and four, a little bit, little bit, a little bit, a little bit wayward, a little bit wandering. We're just kind of pontificating about geopolitics and stuff. You find this episode wayward? I just don't think they're it, as it develops it's a little Look, hey, I don't want to say anything bad. Okay. I don't want to disparage Adam and just
1: What are 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 you watching these like hunched over in a chair with your <laughs> arms folded? Yes. All rigid. Rigid. See, I think next I think for episodes five and six because you're visiting uh, our boy, dog boy, dog face, dog face Riley, dog face Riley, you need to try some frog squats. I do need to try some frog squats
3: and hope I don't soil my reporter's notebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just do some sun cells, man. Even some basic sun cells. Shut you up, you, you don't need sun your eyes cells. glued to the screen the whole time, right? You can be doing stretches. You can be holding a warrior too and just watching. Yeah, absolutely. Open, open body, open breath, open. I like mind. it.
3: It's it's a it's a uh, what do you call that?
1: Col- Collageist approach. I should treat it as a collage. A flaneur's approach, one might say. Mark? One who makes flan? No, a flaneur uh, wanders and pontificates. What? F-L-A-N-E-U-R. Well, I know how to spell the word. Are you An sure? An idler or lounger. That's right, Mark. Classes in session. Flaneur. 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 Okay, Josh. You might think it's disparaging that it rhymes with manure, but no, that is how things grow, Mark. That is how life.
3: You know, you forth. know what else grows? A hidden
1: fear in suburbia in the night. Oh, look at him trying to bring it back home. He doesn't a want to vague go. Vague
3: anxiety, a loneliness, an emptiness that we still feel today. Now more than ever, trapped inside our COVID homes. The parallels are striking. And now more than ever, there are powerful, elite forces trying to monetize, especially through the pharmaceutical industry.
1: Which leads us to our next clip. Yes! Buckle up.
0: And I thought to myself, well, I, uh, there's gotta be a better way for for me, and I went about it in the way that I wanted to. I did what I wanted, regardless of what society was saying. And then it all kind of caved in on me, and I just figured, well, yeah, you know, what's the use? And so I ended up in the the state hospital, but now that I'm on the road back, I found if I... I don't see there is any solution, because if I act the way society tells me to act and do abide by the rules, my life is fine and everybody's happy.
2: But Arthur Sackler suspected that the drug had touched on something much deeper, that the women who spent their days alone in their new suburban homes were in a kind of laboratory of the future. They had discovered, before anyone else, the underlying weakness with the new individualism.
4: Mm.
2: That you were free, but you were alone. (sighs) Women told researchers, I feel empty somehow, or I feel as if I don't exist. And, Sackler knew, more and more men were also beginning to take the drug women had just got there first.
1: That's what it takes to maintain the dream in suburbia, Mark. I never know when you're going to cut. I'm always ready to talk. About it.
3: Now, of course, we didn't fully set it up. We're talking about Sackler pushing his volume pills. That's right. Only decades later to be pushing his Oxycontin pills. Well, and that sort of happens in concert. And now, as you know, because you check the right message boards, he's behind the J&J vaccine.
1: Which is why I didn't take it. No, he's not. I'm making that up. That's a conspiracy. Of course it is. Isn't Sackler dead? Oh, no. His family is...
3: I just saw an interview with Seth Myers and the author of a new book.
1: Right, but the original sack, old sack. Old sack dead. is dead, I think. Okay, yeah. old, old sack. sack. There's some new small sacks. Pruning underground. Oh. Uh, Josh,
3: 30 million pills every 15 hours to satisfy five days of demand for Valium in the 50s and in the 60s. Can you believe it?
1: I almost needed to just... Uh, Were we all just popping Valium pills all day long? A moment of silence for your reporter's notebook. You had facts and figures. You had data. You brought me right back to that scene in the documentary. Thank you. You're really a professional, Mark. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, What did I write here? What's my reporter's notebook say? Hidden pairs? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh, hidden fears. Hidden fears. We've talked about that. Emptiness. Yep. Covered it. Oh, but these people, right? They're, They're bound up with anxiety. These people? It's you and me, Josh. Us. It's all of us. We. But suburbia, that's where like, I felt it acutely when I lived in suburbia. I don't know that I could have really described it or put a name to it. Right. You know, of course, that my form of Valium was malt liquor. <laughs> that's right. But it Just being creates... a skate scumbag with your big pants. I wasn't a scumbag. I was still a nice person. Oh, okay. I just made some stupid choices. Don't all I was all... trying to say, Mark, is that that state of existence of fear and anxiety, mm. it makes you ripe. You, you, you turn from a three dimensional object to a cup, to a bowl, to a vessel, just waiting to be that filled is with a three dimensional object. No, but it's not. I am thinking of like a happy sphere, oh. and you just start to deflate
3: mm.
1: and concave, and then you've got this hole. You got to fill it with something, and it's just ready to be filled. Yep, with drugs that make people money. Fill that hole. That. Uh, or force mu- that—that's a force multiplier for evil, Mark. Money changes everything, Josh. That's deep. Via oil. <laughs> Via.
3: Oil,
1: <laughs> you. Oh, you fuckface!
3: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just scrambling because I don't remember this episode. The the um, you're not I, a fuckface. <laughs> that's okay. I have a whole section here that says something about China, but I then the
1: next thing following it is my my world famous YouTube comment segment. So. Well, let me, rep- I think I know what you were going to say. Oh. You were going to talk about uh, the dream of the Red Chamber, perhaps? Yes. One of the most famous uh, tales often told on stage in all of China. I think it's about uh, reality versus dream world as these families is of this influence.
3: A, and is, this, is this a Zhongxing I think it it it
1: influenced her, I think, this story, right? Okay. Because it's about these three influential families losing power. And as they lose power, they lose their grip on reality. And they slip into a dream world. As power starts to erode and fracture and fragment, they slip into a dream world, Mark. And uh, Zhang Jing is kind of in that same place. She's been exiled again. She's living in some sort of like building that she has anti-aircraft guns put on the roof. She's having food tasters remember, and stuff. Uh, I don't remember that. She thinks everyone's trying to poison her. Yeah, you don't remember that, huh? Well, maybe. how about a physical reporter's notebook Mark? <laughs> and a sharp pencil? I mean, I'm I'm just poised, ready to take you to the YouTube comments. All I need is the cue. Oh, the cue. Okay. Well, give me a second. I mean, you've just give gonna... you a second. Well, That's... I got to move some audio clips, man. You've uh, pulled the rug. All right, well... Usually we don't do the... I don't know why I have them here in my
3: notes, but I do. Well, I'll trust your notes. It must be some sort of artistic presentation of the information that has to appear here and now.
1: It's not like it's... It's a little tougher than you think to line things up in GarageBand to when you're going to say now. I mean, it's... Isn't Welcome. It? Oh. Huh? oh, I was going to do a new intro. Welcome to the Can't Get You Out of My Head Episode 3 YouTube comments section.
3: Isn't it interesting that this song never appears in the show?
1: It doesn't? The Kylie Minogue song. No. Uh, well, have you watched episode 6? Yeah, it's not in there, is it? I don't know. I don't I don't maybe I haven't watched episode 6 yet. I might have been saving that one. Oh, it's a double header, 2 hours long. Josh. Mark.
3: (laughs) NY Tim says, when Gaga offered half mil for her kidnapped dogs and same time, no one care, thousands disappeared, man and woman in the world. You know it is not a strange story inside our own heads. Deep. Miles Howard. God, the juxtaposition of the crashing, burning Soyuz spacecraft with the... It's coming up later. With the music as the coda to this episode, one of the most quietly devastating things I've seen in a long time. Josh, That's, is this that, what brought you to tears? That is the very thing. Uh, it was almost like
1: you were reading it from the annals of my own mind, Mark. <laughs> I don't want to read your annals. As I was squatting, frog-like, about to evacuate.
3: Lee Sue Space Cakes. Says. Space Cakes? huh <laughs> I'm on the third hour of this film, and if they don't use Kylie Minogue's can't get you out of my head by the end of the series, I will be disappointed. I'm going to lose it. Joshua Brewster, amazing to think the legacy Mm. of our civilization might just be how miserable we made ourselves. We're like broken automata without a purpose. Automata. Sending love.
1: (laughs) You know the you've had one of those weeks where you you've just been sitting on the word automata waiting to <laughs> drop it in a comment somewhere. Sending love, Varun love. Kr. Sending love via oil. Varun Kr.
3: I just want to chill with Zhang Xing. Do
1: That's you want to chill? Comment? Yeah. Do you want to chill with Zhang Xing? That might be. pretty good. maybe I could handle a cup of tea with Zhang Xing. I yeah. Just, I don't. Can uh, it be day in and day out? No, because, I mean, the, long, the longer you're around her, the more likely that she's going to see you as a threat and try and <laughs> right. figure out a way to eradicate you. So, Point those anti-aircraft. So just one right cup of you. tea, though. Charm her a bit. Absolutely. Green tea. Flatter her endlessly. Talk about how she was robbed of uh, screen time that's by that t- vile vixen. Yeah. Can't that's, remember her That's name. what it would take. You'd have to compromise your morals for that cup of tea, Mark.
3: Michael Pohorley. Hmm. In our old familiar favorite trope, who else is playing the Adam Curtis drinking game? Every time he says, quote, those in power or, quote, unleashing dark destructive forces to be replied to by G Ferrell 180. Also, anytime there is a cityscape or whenever there is a dancer,
1: there's a lot of dancing. There is a lot of dancing. How about any time? He talks about people falling in love sometimes, and he plays, it goes to the same kind of ambient, warm music every time. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Like, oh, it might happen this time. <laughs> but it, but by episode three, you're like, oh, they fell in love. Oh, they're fucked. Uh,
3: yep. <laughs> no. Oh, no. He went up the hill and doused himself in paraffin wax. <laughs> <laughs> Set himself on fire. That's too bad.
1: But oh, had, Josh. They had it for a while. They had that, oh, are you okay? Me? Oh, it looked like you were having to take a moment there <laughs> <laughs> you, looked, you looked a little tired oh, I did. you were probably just powering up for whatever
3: <laughs> I was just gonna to say we on. hinted at it in your in your tearful the tearful epilogue the suicide spaceman and the corrupted communist dream did that not break your heart mark Oh, that was well, it was very I, the dummy that I am, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. The segment, well, the segment right here was infuriating. And then at the end, I'm looking at that thing and it, it took a minute. It took like 10 seconds. I was like, Oh no. Then I realized what I was watching.
1: Right. But that's fine too. Cause then it hits you even harder. You're <laughs> it like, hit me hard. Holy shit. That's that guy burning to death.
3: Knowing, knowing that they fucked him. In his rickety old spacecraft, they sent him up anyway. He knew it. Yep. They didn't care. They had to save face. They had to get up there. And there he was, tum- tumbling to earth on in flames. Via oil, Mark. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Josh, then we go to Cumberland, the coal country, Appalachia, the Cumberland Mountains.
1: Oh, are you done with the YouTube section? Yeah. Where was the one that you loved so much that you were all excited? Oh, that's
3: next episode.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
3: Stay tuned for episode four.
1: Okay. I got I to gotta bring us back out of the YouTube section. It's so distinct and has now kind of ruined the end of uh, this whole podcast by prematurely introducing something we haven't talked about. It was next. Oh, no, you said Appalachian coal country. I'm talking about the cosmonaut, bro. Yeah, no, the
3: cosmonaut, well, that's my point. Right out of this, the, there's a, this is the segment on the cosmonaut, which we just talked about. Oh. Well, then why'd you say Appalachian Coal Country. Well, I thought we talked about the cosmonaut. And then what comes next is the coal country. We didn't even talk about the cosmonaut. We oh, we didn't, oh we, didn't, we didn't say the same... The, we, uh, oh, boy.
1: <laughs> it's right here. It's right after the Dream of the Red Chamber. Yeah, that's my... Yes, of course it is. Look at this. Look at this drawing here. And it comes before Appalachian Coal. I drew a little rocket with CCCP. I don't know what that means, but I... Communist. I saw Party. it on his helmet. CCCP. You're down with CCCP. Man, what does that stand for? That used to be on all the Soviet Empire. Anyway, his name's Komarov, right? And he's doomed to.
3: It's a Russian abbreviation for the Soviet Union or Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, USSR. So it's, I guess, in Russian, it's CCCP.
1: So there's an anniversary coming up, right? The Communist Party wants to show how much they've accomplished, how far they've come, they're gonna launch a dude into space, even though they've already suffered problems with their uh aeronautics program. They know that the And space they know this vessel thing's is doomed a, but they don't care. Junk,
3: yeah, it's a junker. So it's yeah, it's super sad. And man. the guy's pissed.
1: He's like, don't send me up there. Yeah but, but then they're like, well if I don't send- out
3: or else his best friend yeah. will have to take his place. And so he doesn't bow, but he his, says...
1: His best friend's like begging them not to send it up, Ugh. begging them to let him go instead. But no, they send this guy up. What's his stipulation though, Mark? Open casket. If I die, open casket. Yep. So that's his revenge because it works. It, it lays bare <laughs> and, how broken this system is. And how'd it get broken, Mark? Money and oil. <laughs> Well, I think more money. I don't know if it was via oil just yet. It the, was um, pre-via oil.
3: The, um, uh, there's footage of the open casket, too, with his little charred
1: lumps of coal that used, used to be a man. Dude, it's awful. It is also. Speaking of coal. The more you read about their friendship, though, like, oh, sorry. That was too good of a transition. I can't, can't step on that. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. Oh, I, I read a little, another article about, a little bit about their friendship. The two oh, astronauts in it. You went digging. Yeah. Well, it, actually, I think Alex or someone, uh, GPT three was digging for me because it just came up in my news feed. Oh, it heard me talking about. It. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do you a solid, man." Mm-hmm. But their friendship—they had a beautiful friendship. Mark, it made it all the more heartbreaking then to watch po- it again at the end. Here, did they podcast together? More or less. Yeah. I think podcasting is a lot like the training that you. I have to endure to become an astronaut. I think so. Uh, And that song is Starry Eyes, I think? Well, that's the very end. Cigarettes After Sex. That's the very end of the show. You want to put it at the end of this show, huh? No, we can talk about it now, but at the end of the episode is Yes, that's how the episode closes. But that doesn't mean we're done.
3: Stick around. The space shift. Space shift.
1: Space shift? (sighs) So meanwhile, pre-oil, pre-via oil, but we're, at, we're almost there. We're at the tail end of, of coal mining in Appalachia, right. where these coal companies own everything. They own entire towns. They own the towns. They own the culture. They own everything. They own the people. They extract the resources, which is not just the coal, but it's the human capital as well. They leave them poor and sick. Well, maybe for a minute it's nice, right? Like, everyone's got a job. Well, when they break up the unions, it's over. But they break up the unions. They, they don't care about the people no more. Isn't that a theme? They just have their money via coal, (laughs) and they're fucking everything up. And then these people end up on drugs and despondent and depressed, and who can blame them? Do
3: you remember the shot of the dirty little baby holding the doll on the porch? Oh, the shot of the baby holding the doll. The coal baby.
1: (laughs) Coal baby?
3: Jeez. Maybe I can find that as a show image. Oh, Josh. But then we go, we move on. Then we really get to the oil and money. Oh, the oil. In the dreamlike desert golf course made of crude oil sand. Rabbit loja. Where was that? That was in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They built a it was just sand. But didn't they, they poured oil into the sand to make the greens.
1: They rubbed crude oil into the sand, smoothing it out to make the greens.
3: And what a what a what a skilled cut Adam's gonna make from that scene to the buried city of Camp, Camp Century. Century. <laughs> uh,
1: Six thousand feet of ice, Josh. Yeah, I just wanted to wait till everyone got to finish hearing you scratch your face. Oh, sorry.
3: Oh, there's a clip.
2: But at that very moment, something was revealed in another remote part of the world that was going to lead to a realisation that fossil fuels could not only change the nature of power, they could also change the whole structure of the planet. On the top of the world, below the surface of a giant ice cap, a city is buried. Camp Century, is buried below the surface of this ice cap. Beneath it, the ice descends for 6,000 feet. Whew. In this remote setting, Camp Century north. is a symbol of man's unceasing struggle to conquer his environment. Camp Century pretended to be a scientific base. In reality, it was a disguise for Project Iceworm. 600 see? nuclear missiles were going to be hidden in hundreds of miles of tunnels under the ice targeted at Russia. But as a part of the disguise, climate scientists, working with army engineers, began to drill hundreds of feet down into the ice and bring up ice cores. The ice sheet had been built up, layer by layer, over hundreds of thousands of years. That meant that it had within it a frozen record of the past. What the scientists found in the cause astonished them. That eleven thousand years before, there had been a sudden cataclysmic shift. The world's temperature had changed by 10 degrees in just centuries.
3: Huh. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. All this all this wringing our hands over climate change, this world's gonna do what it wants. Ten degrees up, ten degrees down.
1: Right. But to be the catalyst to, to kick that into high gear, you know, I mean, we will not make it a couple hundred thousand years before you really need to. Not a great idea. I agree. Why bring on the ice age or now, the, did you
3: call it project ice worm or ice work?
1: I'm going with ice worm. They're, I like, digging, they're digging tunnels. I like ice worm. I like ice worm. Ones.
3: Isn't that ironic that almost the discovery of climate change happens at a secret nuclear army military base
1: at the very moment that via oil is about to go rampant because that's what happens. Right. Uh, Richard Nixon detaches the global economy from the U S dollar. Like it throws the entire world economy into like into this weird formless moment where everyone's trying to figure out how to make money. And then you got all these Saudi Arabian, uh, the, the leader of Saudi Arabia and all, sitting on all this oil. They yep. create like a banking system around it. They're lending out all this petrodollars, Josh. They're lending it to politicians. <laughs> Everything changes. What are you going to do? Oh, God. What's the deal
3: <laughs> with the crude oil on the golf course? Yep. Thank you, Jerry. The uh, Biff. What's your name? Ross. Um, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, so I guess wouldn't, what a fucking, I just, I think I, I was on a walk with Red Twist and this topic came up, just the notion of, it's so hard, you, it's impossible to do good anymore. No matter what you do, you're doing some sort of bad, Yeah, right? Human behavior. That is uniquely our problem. Our parents, our grandparents, they did not live in a world where they understood that.
1: No, they were blissfully unaware. Oh, my
3: God. What a Whoa. heaven that would
1: be. Well, would it be? What if you're old now and you're looking at, I mean, I looking guess back and like, wow, I really should have made better choices because if you weren't a white man up, yeah, a white man, just wow. to be blissfully unaware, just to be on that walk with not... a graduate of UC Davis and a Williams man, you got an Eve. And red twist. And a queef. (laughs) You said it. Uh, Just, you know, matching wits on a walk about the neighborhood. Josh, I can't take this. Google News right now.
3: Nine dead, including gunmen, mass shooting at FedEx in Indianapolis. Yeah, I read about that. Uh, Here's the... Hey, Chicago's giving you the police shooting footage of the 13-year-old they shot. They're giving what? They're releasing the video footage.
1: Yeah. Oof
3: uh capital riot defendant will plead guilty this i I can't take the headlines new side effect from mrna COVID vaccines
1: from which one that's the same story i told you earlier oh right well Derek a stiff upper lip what was it yeah stiff upper stiff upper lip um all
3: right anyway that's a small bit of uh wallowing some more good news the malaise of the modern condition but There goes the idea that the climate is a stable self correcting system. Let's just throw that out the window. Project Iceworm. And now you've got Richard
1: Nixon. Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick is a man filled with fear and anxiety. No, he sure is. So So whether he intends to or not, he so deeply understands the fear and anxiety that the silent majority of these isolated suburbanites are feeling popping their volume, popping their pills, grinding their teeth. Gnashing. yeah. he knows this. He activates Sorghums. He actually has so much sorghums. He activates the silent minor- majority. Now, I don't know if Minority? This, majority? Majority. Is, it, is this the next clip, or is should I... Mark, I think you know by now that my reporter's notebook is chronological. Yeah, I'm but not... I have a timestamp for my
3: next clip. Oh. Right next to this note that I'm about to make.
1: So far... First uh, so and far... Then, yeah, uh, let's listen first. I've been and wrong in the past. But when he
2: looked in the mirror in the morning...
1: Hey, Richard Nixon, looking was in the mirror.
2: there was no one there.
1: That's how he feels when he looks in the mirror.
2: He was also suspicious and paranoid. Nixon was convinced that there was a conspiracy by what he called the liberal establishment to destroy him. In 1971, he told his aides to start what he called the Enemies List. Uh. It included dozens of liberal journalists... Academics and even film stars. Nixon had a tape machine running all the time in the White House, and on it he left a record of this paranoia. And also never forget, the press is the enemy. The press was
0: the enemy. The establishment is the enemy. The professors are the enemy. The professors are the enemy. Write that in the blackboard one hundred times and never forget. The establishment is the enemy.
1: That's funny that a permanent or like a figurehead of the establishment, (laughs) right? Establishment is the enemy.
3: Well, I mean, that's I I don't know. The more we, it seems like we we had Trump once before, right? Yeah, just sort of a little bit more polished.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like a smarter. But it was the same garish. It's the same playbook. Oh boy! At least they were both out quickly. Yes. That's true. No one there in the mirror. Fading into irrelevance. Let's hope that sticks.
3: Well, Josh, you've been hinting at it, and we finally are going to deliver in this Adam Curtis documentary, The Death of the Gold Standard. Why'd we do it? To pay for
1: Vietnam. The
3: Vietnam War. And then we got that lovely image. Do you see that? There's, there's, I think it's multiple times. It's, it's the, uh, the two-phoned trader trope. You
1: know, the stock trader with both two phones on oh, his head. yeah. That was a thing for so long. He's two calls at once. I love it. Then you've also got Richard Nixon traveling to communist China. And they likened it at the time to a trip to the moon. You know? Yes. We don't have an audio clip. Why are you pointing at me? No, I'm just saying yes. Oh, you were saying right on? Right on. Oh, okay. You were giving me a that's deep, bro. My
3: only note from my reporter's file is uh, that Mao, when they got to China... Mao stole Nixon's medical equipment.
4: Yeah,
1: to revive himself. <laughs> <laughs> and never gave it back. No, and Nixon spent most of his time with his freaking soulmate. Seems like Jiang like, Jing. Zhang <laughs> Jing. Don't they seem made for each other, for one another? They do. It seems like there's yeah. a cup of tea that can go on for days. Ah, uh, it is another so other, much to talk about.
3: It's another Trump parallel. He's sort of a charmer. Like there are some people who are attracted to Trump's. Social acumen, the way he handles himself.
1: I wouldn't call it acumen.
3: The, you know, at his little freaking club, i come off the golf course and give a little speech, and people love it.
1: Yeah. So, same way.
3: Nixon was very good at glad-handing and working the crowd.
1: But the two of them are just, like, both in that same paranoid little shoebox. They think everyone's out to undermine them. That's and right. sink them. I think she is more in the right believing that than him at the time. I think that's right.
3: Josh, I have a question
1: for you. Okay.
3: What the hell is going on with that cover, that Let It Be cover, with the guy dancing in his tuxedo? Oh, yeah, I don't know. And then crazy he has a top hat and he has these crazy eyes. It's some sort of...
1: The best part is at the end when they're done singing and he's just staring off at yeah. the space and his eyes. That's it. They start to look hypnotic. I feel like I need to look away or I'm going to get sucked in.
3: I think that must be so I some... wonder if it was communist... Propaganda. I think it was some sort of famous... Designed to hypnotize. ...Russian artist mocking the West or something. There was something to that. It was catchy.
1: It was something else. I'm going to say something a few more times. Um, we're back to Russia now, I think, Mark. Right? Uh, let me check my reporter's file. Okay. We've got a clip here about disillusionment. Yes, Solzhenitsyn. A specific strain of disillusionment native to Russia.
2: The most famous dissident was Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He was secretly writing a novel that was going to expose the horror behind the communist facade. It was called the Gulag Archipelago. But in the novel, Solzhenitsyn also confronted the fact that, faced by the failure of the revolutionary dream, it was now difficult to believe in anything. That maybe ideology itself was the problem. The evildoers in Shakespeare, he said, killed just a few dozen in their struggle for power. But then came the belief that you could find a theory that would create an ideal world. The agents of the Inquisition, he said, invoked Christianity. The great empires, like Britain, justified it by the idea of civilization. The Nazis did it by race. And the revolutionaries, both in France and in Russia, justified it by equality, brotherhood and the happiness of future generations. But in every case, he said, thousands, and often millions were killed. Solzhenitsyn's book contained a damning conclusion, which was going to be one of the foundations of the counter-ideology that dominates the world today. It said that the only way to escape from that horror was to stop trying to change the world, stop trying to reshape reality. Instead, the safest thing to do in the future was to believe in nothing.
1: I mean, there you go. There's something appealing about that, but it's... it's It's Nihilism? You like that? (laughs) It's just like, well, the
3: the idea that you can't be blissfully unaware anymore. It's impossible. And you know it's all fucked up. What if you just stop trying to change it? Kind of half-assed.
1: But there might be comfort there. I'm saying a little bit of comfort, but... Although, I mean... No no place to live. But what, what do we believe in here now? individualism which is just a the right
3: to be who we want to be and to be happy
1: right but i think our methods and are all it's screwy all fucking via oil man. because they're all discordant man yeah, of course they don't mesh well with the freaking ecosystem but we're looking at the, the end of individualism josh we're living well, in it we don't well, even know well, something a lot more than individualism <laughs> is ending Well, we're going to get collective again and then be like, oh, it's too late. (laughs) No, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, of course. Not everyone, unfortunately.
3: (laughs) I was trying to outlast you. Stop trying to change the world or reality. Well, one way to do that is to send all of your violent dissident gangs to Brighton
1: Beach. Well, let's not. They Let's, let's not skip past oh. the Russian prisons. Oh yeah, those guys doing their little walk. there really were sort of like these nihilists, or at least they they. You think of them as criminals because they're in prison, but really they were the. A lot of them were people that just would not comply mm. with the system and got sent to prison and set up like this, these very intricate. Like a whole prison oh, culture that was and all based the tattoos? tattoos, yeah, tattoos, right? Storytelling. Yeah, great music. That you know, that song they play during that section. Oh yeah, I think is a bit of like. Is that when they're
3: looking theater. into the cell and the guys are walking up and down and new people come in?
1: That's right, Mark. Like, choreographed for very powerful, but then other dissidents, rather than jail them, they like a lot of poets and things. They send them to New York.
3: Isn't they? Russia's so good at these just fuck yous? You know, like we're well, going to meddle with your election. We're going to secretly export a bunch of our violent
1: gang members to New Jersey (laughs) well but they also exported like some we didn't know we didn't know who some soft souls like you and I Mark well they might have gone on their own no no there's a character specifically I forget his name I didn't Limonov oh he's coming back yeah no not it's one of his friends it's not the novelist that was just talked about it's like one of his friends is a poet no Limonov Limonov when life gives you Limonov's Eugene I think it's coming (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't think we have a clip for it No, let's let's keep going Okay, but he, um, he and his girlfriend Are exiled to New York For a while, they're a curiosity Among these socialites there
3: Yes, here, Lomonov's novel It's Me, Eddie Oh yeah, Eddie We're jumping ahead, but that's okay Let's do it while we're here
1: A damning indictment of the America he came to knew He
3: wanted to present the real experience of America Not the fake democracy He wanted to expose the plague of money for some reason, I have here a quote from him that says, I don't have a cunt. I'm going to blow up your world. Do you know what that was?
1: Uh, I do. He was, his girlfriend had left him. Okay. Which was tragic. No, she got wooed away by a photographer who was going to make her a fashion star. Right. He was brokenhearted. He felt like this corrupt system ruled by money had stolen uh, her away from him. Right. But he said that she could be more easily commodified because she had something that people wanted. Right. Which he had a word for. And, you know, he did not. So so he w- he felt even more worthless. But he wrote this scathing novel. About, it's me, Eddie! Which, uh, did I? Maybe I didn't. Huh. You got it out of the library and read it? No. I was curious about it, though. But then that book, I think, eventually gets published in Russia. You Russia. can't get it published here. And then it right. becomes very popular right. with these people who are being thrown in prison there. And it shapes their right whole perception the of the U.S. That we're trying to sell, sell them democracy and set up
4: a flimsy version Ooh. of it.
3: All right, Josh. All right, Mark. We're going to get back to the meaningful and meaningless coincidences that can't be explained of Operation Mindfuck. Adam McCurtis is not afraid to drop in a charged swear word
1: now and then, is he? He says mind fuck. In fact, I have an audio clip here and I just missed him saying it. I think Uh, sort of a rough entry. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. (laughs) What are we talking about now?
2: Because the real conspiracies were so extraordinary. Stories about the Illuminati and a plot to create a new world order began to get mixed up with revelations about brainwashing and secret mind control programs run by the CIA. And the line between the reality of political corruption and a dream world of conspiracy theories started to get blurred in America. With the sense of uncertainty and a feeling that systems might be out of control was also creeping into other areas
3: a group of
1: (laughs) whoops rough exit too the other areas it's creeping into is again climate but i was gonna say where does the conspiracy take hold well but how crazy that this conspiracy theory world that we're living in now has been germinating since the 70s since the 60s who'd have guessed right because now, I mean, I think like a lot of these conspiracies that are ruling a lot of minds in this country, like parts of it are based in real things. Right. But then it's it's vaporous. It's mixed up with all this hullabaloo, Mark. Somebody, I remember, wasn't there a scientist
3: on there saying that their dust balls were going to block out the sun and create and cool the, and cool the planet? And he was worried about famine? that. It was it was So it was it was like an equally competitive notion that we were gonna to get too cold mm-hmm. because of these dust balls versus via oil getting
1: too hot. <laughs> we could probably use some dust balls right about now. Maybe some... that's the solution. We need to go back to that old study, find out how to gin up more dust balls. That's not good either.
3: Giant dust balls?
1: You've heard of the dust bowl. I have. <laughs> Do you know about the term I, I used it recently? Gin up, you know. Yeah. Gin up. Do you know what that means, though? To fabricate. But do you know where it comes from? The saying. Oh no. It's like I think it's to ginger up, and it's like you. Oh man, maybe look it up. I, but <sighs> I think it's like to excite a male horse. They would like rub ginger on its nuts.
3: Okay. <laughs> alright sure let's go with that
1: so that's just uh, another thing that we can get taken down for saying
3: yep cancelled Josh we are surrounded by
1: complex unpredictable systems beyond our control gin up to make something more exciting or lively mm. ginger up where's urban dictionary that's what it'll really told me this is important <laughs>
3: You're taking me out of my uh, Reporters file Sorry That's
1: okay I'm trying to get to the end Oh, you want to be done, huh? I was having a good time I'm having a good time To enliven, though Not to fabricate, Mark An important distinction
3: I feel like you can gin up a lie Gin up a story Well,
1: if you're ginning up a story You're enlivening it You can also gin up excitement With falsities
3: You can gin up some horse testicles.
1: Yep, I've done that.
3: Oh, Josh. We go back to Saudi Arabia. We start to use oil via oil as a weapon, specifically to stop the support of Zionism as a destroyer of the Arab world. We flood. There's a flood of foreign currency that enters into the oil-producing countries like Saudi Arabia. Petrodollars are created. A nation of six million begins to control the U.S.'s lifestyle, the free flow of oil, whether or not we have everything we need. Six million out in the deserts of Saudi Arabia controlling our American future.
1: Well, that's right. These oil dollars are being borrowed by politicians, Mark. Mm. This uh, via oil is undermining American democracy. Indeed. As money takes charge of politics again,
3: yeah, oh my it changes everything via
1: oil. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then back in China, you got uh, you got that right. Deng Xiaoping versus Jing. Uh, he's taking control. The Gang of Four. She, yep, she rallied up some friends, tried to make a go of it. He's, he, thre- he, threat,
3: in- he intimates that the four are working for the CIA. Yes, he does. So much subterfuge. So much. And then he. I didn't realize that Tiananmen Square, it just, time and time again. It's a flare point. It, yes. You 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 flood the square and protest any right. number of issues, and
1: then out come the tanks and quash it. It's a time-honored tradition, I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, so, yeah. I learned that from Adam. Yeah, it's one of many things you've learned. <laughs> Xiaoping takes patrol. One of my favorite puts points. Puts on trial. Does that happen? Says her to death.
3: That doesn't have. That's in the next episode. No, it is not. I've got my reporter's notebook right you here. You are. I just watched it last night. That's it's the next lie. episode. You know how he
1: takes power. No, episode four. Yeah, we're on three. I know it. That it ends with Oxycontin, bro. Mm, yes, that's right. But we're not quite there yet. I know, but you're you're just incorrect. Episode four. Oh, well, whatever. Maybe he drops a hint, but he... episode four is. <laughs> You couldn't be more incorrect, Mark. And damn you for disrupting the momentum of this lovely show. What do you mean? I'm telling you, she gets put to death. And he takes power, armed with capitalism, injects this kind of weird version of it in China. And then he, he they create these cities, right, with these factories that make just specific right. things. And they start mass-producing stuff. Oh, killing that- factory, factory jobs in the West by producing everything cheaper out there. Oh, that... Yes. Uh huh. Well, okay. I was just catching up to my notebook.
3: <laughs> Let's not forget the fact when he he um, this wasn't democracy wall, was it? It was something else. But there's this. He's like, get all the get all the messages
1: off that wall. Well, he's got democracy wall. Well, that's later though. No, I think that's right around the same time. They they. That's like, the
3: next episode.
1: <laughs> it is not. The next- I have
3: a timestamp for it. My point is that there's a bunch of people scraping paint off a wall and they're using the ends of shovels to do it.
1: Oh, well, they take down like every, they destroy the past. They take why, down. Why would you use the end of a shovel? That's destructive. It's a very inefficient way to. That is your burning question. Why what, they're using yeah. a shovel? It's very primitive. Maybe because it takes forever to scrape paint off with a scraper. Mark.
3: Wow, but would you, would you get to like the point of a shovel? Is that how you would do it?
1: I'd it's try, just, I'd it's try just, to not do it, and then if I was forced to do it, I might do a half-assed job on something like that. Mark, maybe I'm not happy about the new ruling class, huh? Maybe I want to stick it to him a little bit. Yeah, I'll take it down, but I'm going to jab it with a sharp shovel. Okay. All right, well, you 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 mentioned it. Uh, did I? Did we, have Chi- we talked about Eddie's downward spiral? Well, no, the the, the,
3: the notion that China as a world power... How can you influence, subjugate another population? The British used opium mm-hmm. with them, but America already had drugs. So what could we do? Consumers flood them with cheap goods. Yep, Garbage. get them addicted to this cheap crap. And they did it. You you said it. They built whole cities just to manufacture one cheap bubble for the US.
1: Yeah. There's God. probably a whole city that just makes like baby doll heads. And that's right. The arms are made two cities away. So diabolical. Well, and I mean think about that. And who
3: was that. who was happy to give them all the money they needed? Western banks.
1: That's right. And they didn't uh, address it in this episode. But, I mean, think about that. that, That's where we end up with all this plastic everywhere, man. Well,
3: that is true, too. But the Western banks didn't give them money. The Western banks gave us money so we'd have all we wanted to buy the cheap crap. Buying lots of
1: the cheap crap. Josh, I'm ready to end this episode. Do you ever play that game where you walk into, like, a Target or something? And you're like, I wonder what would still be on the shelves if everything from China disappeared. China! You ever played that game, Mark? It's a fun game. It's dark. Very difficult to win. You'd have to roam the whole store and look at every product. (laughs) Who has the time? Maybe there's an app for that. Oh, better wrap this one up so you can get your guest. Yeah. All I have left is... Hold on, I'll just have to pause it. Um, Back to it, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about Betty Ford and Valium, Josh, to end this episode. Well, that's right. Right as awareness of Valium addiction comes to the fore via Betty Ford, who goes public with her addiction struggles.
3: Blank spots in time. To me... Right then? Oh, go ahead. This is her. There was blank spots in time. To me, it was marvelous and beautiful. Blacking out was? To her. But then her family realized that she she had the blank spots and... She, she wasn't with them anymore. That's how it goes. A private hidden world of anxiety affecting millions. Mm-hmm.
1: And right as it's about to get worse, because factories are closing everywhere because everything's being made cheaper in China, oh. old Balsack rolls out. You
4: Oxycontin. bet he does.
1: Cotton. And that's sort of where we end. Something happens with Kerry Thornley at the very end. He decides to go all conspiratorial. Well, he, of all people, starts seeing all these connections everywhere. That's right. Because he's living in New Orleans. That's right. And uh, he keeps running into people that are involved with the CIA Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so, you know... Starts, Can't wait for episode four. He starts to tip into his own creation. How weird is that? But what if the He's people... He's getting high on his own supply. But what if the people are stupid? Oh, episode that's the four. next episode. Just teasing it before we um, fade away. So as we intimated, this episode ends with... oh, one of the most uh, tragic, heartbreaking little montages you'll ever see, because it's it's Luminov's uh, spacecraft tumbling to Earth in flames. Oh! as this like beautiful melancholic music plays and then it ends with a bunch of dancing uh, women. I th- they look like maybe they're Russian and they're spinning in circles on their toes, majestic. Are you going to play that song? I think maybe we should. The other song I was considering was the the Russian prison folk song. The... But I, I don't know. To your delight, you're about to find out.